Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. News team, assemble! Official 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Featuring site publishers Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuistian, along with videographer Eddie Radosovich. It's the unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com. All right, welcome back. It is the unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com podcast. And uh, I don't know if uh, Josh, could you even hear the intro? I actually could. Okay. I, you know, right, that's. Okay. Uh, I, that's a, I, th- I think they fixed the problem. Yeah, they, no the software that we use has uh, been fixed. Anyway, uh, Kerry Murdoch, along with uh, Josh McQuistian, uh, jo- joining us from his home base, Eddie Radosovich and Bob Prisbillo. And no, I did not use my vacation week to get a new intro, which I should have done. <laughs> Although, it doesn't matter. A new intro is coming. I can't tell you why, but a new intro is coming soon anyway. So, And people have, trust me, people on the like, dislike, shut up, singers. Okay. Sorry about that. We need a producer. Uh, we need to bring a producer in. Well, F you. Not saying you can, just saying that that'd be the next step, right? Have an actual... The at like a, a radio studio. We are moving a serious XM satellite radio. Studio. We are move. Actually, our studio is probably better than a lot of theirs. I mean, like you see those guys set up. No, but I want like a window studio. Oh no, we're heading on in that corner. We're heading in that direction. I don't know. Campus Corner can like that's like, really expensive. Like ESPN Chicago, like it's right on Michigan Avenue. You can just walk by and watch the they guys have in the millions studio. of dollars well that's, Eddie, that's Eddie what we're trying like to do the that's first what we're trying to floor to be like a restaurant like the sooner scoop restaurant and then on top we'll have the uh the studios we could do that well that, as as i know enough people in the restaurant business right? yeah i think awesome. could you connect it to your sky bridge Eddie? yeah that, that, i think that's where it, that's where it could be we could be inside the sky bridge you know what? If you would like to help us get an office on campus corner and you're uh, in realty and you can cut us a deal give me a shout See Murdoch at Soonerscoop.com. Seemed easy. I have learned to not, and this is, this is, we're not letting anything out of the bag yet, but I've learned not to count out the power of Sooner Scoop when it comes to certain things lately. Growing. I'll just say that. Growing big. Getting bigger. So, yeah, there's a possibility that I, I think we may be headed toward. Not an infancy stage. A studio of some type. That'd be sweet. Where there's a glass wall between one room and another that'd be sweet and you could like well i was thinking people walking by could come by right get some gear at the scoop store and then (laughs) (laughs) what gear we're gonna have gear soon (laughs) we'd be we could make a pretty good i think we could do pretty well in the the balfour game just take go just take (laughs) 
Balfour put him out of business. If you're a real estate person, I'm contact tell you this, Carrie. Right if you're now, a t-shirt person, contact me. We'll get some ideas together. If it, I'm going to tell you right now, if you are Balfour or uh, the Apothem, you better start advertising on Soonerscoop.com before we open up a store and put you out of business. Yeah. You better become our partner or we're going to run you over. I like that. That's a little threatening. I, I think that was like a... I, I want you to know, Carrie, it's a little bit of a scary parallel. I'm reading a book about like the German Reich right now, and that sounded like a declaration of war just a little bit. Yeah. The line has been drawn. Yeah. I'm just saying, if we do it, we do it. With big. us or against us. You know who else did that? With us or against us? Uh, you, might be reading, you might be reading about him, Josh. Well, George W. did that, right? Oh, I was going to say Hitler, but... Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, no, he 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 went he went strong to the hole in that game. So anyway, uh, we've got media. It, they have officially announced media availability. It's official. I I think I can say after last week, it's, it is. We're officially here. Well, and it's mon- It's a momentous occasion. I think it it speaks to the fact that Lincoln Riley. I always thought that Lincoln Riley was going to be a little bit more media savvy than Bob Stoops when it came down to it, just because I think he's a guy that understands publicity, or not, uh, I think Bob understands publicity, sure, but desires publicity maybe more for his program? Would you say that's... I mean, what was Stoops' regime kind of known for? The will win with you or without you? Yeah, that was, yeah. Riley's That was the famous Kale We're going to win with you and we're going to win with you. You're coming. This is like he wants it to be out there. Much okay. much different than Blake Bell versus Trevor Knight at six thirty in the morning. I was bitching about that this morning. That was I the, will never not bitch about that when well, it comes to talking about uh, photo ops. And I think it also just had to do with we hated the guy that was or I I won't speak for. Oh, everybody. I mentioned his name this morning okay. on the radio. Go Pete ahead. Morris. He was Pete Morris was an idiot to invite people One out of there the most in the. In incompetent the people that I've ever come across in this business. Right, because it wasn't that it was six thirty in the morning. That's, I mean, that's tough. But you can live live with that. There were no lights either. I was talking to somebody who was who worked at Virginia Tech just the other day, who covered Virginia Tech and doesn't anymore. I totally screwed up, and I was supposed to do an interview with him yesterday, and I didn't. I slept through it. And he called, and I just ignored him. That's all right. He's probably feel, used to I'm it. I'm just now realizing that today. Uh, Hopefully but he doesn't listen. No, Jason. He's not listening. Oh. So, uh, you remember Jason Stam, right, Josh? The Virginia Oh, Tech yeah. Guy? Absolutely. Yeah, I blew him off yesterday. He's working what? on a doctorate. Um, so, anyway. Uh, tweet. Yeah, Tweet Morris. Pete Morris. That's what we called him, too. Yeah, he set up a media availability in the freaking dark. Let me just I'll no it, lights. Like I'll put it this way: to no people. lights. Like people in understand the dark. This. I've never, I've never heard Barry Trammell cuss. He cussed at Pete Morris. He did. Yeah. That's how. That's that was the level. That's how frustrating of he was. Frustration with the guy. Because he told us that we're the enemy, basically the media, basically that we're the competition. And they're going to limit our access as much as they could. And Barry Trammell said, this is bullshit. And, he, and everybody left. 
Yeah, because we had like two offensive players because like, well, we don't know who the captains are. We don't know who's going to be, you know, starting quarterback. So I think it was like Alex Ross and like some lineman, I think. We asked for Stan Von Taylor one time. <laughs> uh, and I, I've talked about this before, black eye blindness. Like, you know, it's the whole thing. Oh, oh all black people look the same. You know, that whole bit. I think it's more like, you know, there's some people that just have black black man blindness like they can't tell black people apart and i don't know what that is i work with a guy at the radio station like that but like pete morris i think he has black guy blindness because we asked for stan von taylor and oh, he, no. he might have just had people blindness because he's yeah running oh yeah no, no, brandon no. green brandon green and didn't, and didn't know who he was and we didn't know who he was because we'd never talked to him before uh but anyway so we asked for stan von taylor and he brings out austin bennett who was a receiver at OU, was only around for a little bit. And so people started at, I knew it wasn't Stan Von Taylor. I knew it was Austin Bennett. And so someone started a question with Stan Von, can you talk about, and, and he, after he let him ask the question, but then after it was over, he put his hand on his chest. He started thumping. He goes, I'm Austin. Like, and I was like, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But yeah, he also brought out Brandon Green. And then we were like, well, you might be awesome, but you're never playing, so no one really cares. Well, Stan Vaughn didn't really play. Well, no. I think so. I guess I have that in common. Yeah. It must have been. <laughs> you know what? I it's bet amazing it was, we requested Stan Vaughn or Austin Well, he started in that Tulsa game that one year. Yeah. yeah. That's right. 2014? Is that right? Started as a true freshman and then never played again. Yeah. 2013. Should have been yeah. a receiver. I'll never say that... that they should have moved into a receiver. He seems like he's having a lot of fun raising horses and stuff like that. He does. Is that what he's? he's he yeah, like the kind of guy that we he got at. his degree. Yeah, I he mean, got he, his degree. Yeah. He's he's chilling. He's a perfect example of somebody that loved football, but I think wasn't his, really wasn't his life. Yeah, and just I, you know, I I think he's obviously very proud that he played at OU, but probably more proud that he got his degree because. If I, I want to say that he was the first person to ever get his degree, even high school degree. In his family. In his family, yeah. let yeah. alone a college degree. Yeah, oh, Stan, like, and Bob can attest, Stan Vaughn's an amazing kid. He he was going back then. I'm, you know, I haven't talked to him in a little while, but he was always awesome to deal with. And, um, like, in high school, I mean, he was, you know, doing all the stuff, you know, being the star athlete for East Central, which has plenty of challenges on its own, but also, like, you know, most kids in high school take like a McDonald's job or whatever, you know, just the, the basic job we all had in high school, whatever, just kind of, you know, easy. He worked at a retirement community, like and worked with older, like that, that was his job. Like it, I was like, who does that? And it was just, that was the kind of kid he was. Like yeah. he just kind of had a little different perspective on things. Okay. So the Sooners report tomorrow, uh, first practice on Friday. Uh, we'll, we will get to talk to Lincoln Riley after their first practice. That'll be the only person we talk to, but uh, and it's, I can't, I, I haven't looked at the rules recently. I need to go look at, kind of catch up on a lot of NCAA bylaws. But it's always been, I think you have to practice two days without pads before you can have one day in pads. Uh, and now the two-a-days are gone. And I don't even think that you can, can, is it that you can't practice full pads two days in a row? Or is it just, you have to do so many days and then you have to have a day? Those whole rules are... They change a lot, but like two a days are gone, and that was the thing. Like last year, they spread out the practices. Remember, uh, they spread out the practices, and there were more of them, but there were no two a days. 
And by the end of it, everybody was like, yeah, this is probably too many practices. So Let's see here. Oh, you seeing what the yeah, I'll rules try and look are? It up, but but yeah, so not the easiest thing. Friday, to we'll we'll talk to Lincoln. Then Monday and Tuesday and Friday, uh, we'll have meeting. Now we can go out and actually see people because it's going to be nine fifteen a.m. on Monday. So Monday will be the first look that we'll we'll be able to give you with photos and video, uh, sights and sounds. So we'll be out there for the first twenty minutes, get to see the quarterbacks, the. Eddie, quick question: Do you feel any better about the safeties this week than you did last week? Because a lot has a lot has happened. <laughs> has anybody transferred in? <laughs> no, I mean I, I don't think so. I, I just, I mean to say that they're effed is probably a little too much. But I mean I I they have some serious question marks back there. I mean I I think that you would have to be an absolute homer to think that people are just going to step in and everything's going to be okay or that they're going to yeah. be better. I mean, they're losing a guy in Stephen Parker that played. He played a lot of football for OU, whether you want to say it was good or bad. I think here's the thing: like, are they more talented back there? I think they have a chance to be more talented than they have been. I mean, anytime you add Buki into the situation, even though he's not really technically a, I guess a quote unquote safety. What's going to happen when you play Army though? Yeah, and you have to tackle. I mean. They've got a bunch of – they're converting a bunch of corners. They need a bunch of linebackers to have about 30 tackles that game. That's yeah. the game Robert Barnes is the star. Playing downhill. He's, I don't know. That's three games in the season. Will he even be able to play? Yeah. That hamstring thing is kind of weird. I almost feel like it's more – there has to be something more to it. It's held him out since his senior year of high school almost. I guess he broke his leg in high school. So right. That's yeah. A yeah. Separate. Yeah. That's unfair. But, yeah, he's missed a lot of football. I mean, by all accounts, it seems like he's had a decent summer. I mean, if you look, they, they're, put anything into that, so they're going into camp. I mean, I, you have to wipe the slate clean. I mean, there's going to be every day. I've already done it. I've talked myself into thinking that they're going to be not better on defense, but decent. So well, that you, would be better. That's that the would, same thing. That would, you do feel <laughs> you do feel differently than you did a week ago, then. Not not just the safety position. I'm talking like defense as a whole. I, I think mean, they're going to be better. You're already contributing to the podcast. His, so you his attitude. Last week. Yeah, I didn't kill myself, so I <laughs> didn't yeah, jump the off moving is tower. over, right? He went to Mathis Brothers. He's yeah, good. I'm close. Got Cox coming there? today. Now he's at a different place. Oh, okay. I didn't go to there. Went to uh, Mathis Brothers. They took care of me. How much stuff did you get? Like I got a couch, uh-huh. a love seat, coffee wow. table. Wow, the biggies. Some end tables. Wow. Ooh, I mean, I had to get Eddie everything. End tables. You have multiple knows. end tables or just well, one? one. Okay. And I'm going to put one in my room. I had nothing. I had been so lucky. You're using an end table for your nightstand? Basically. Okay. I mean, it's going to kind of serve as that. but It's a little college-y. Yeah. It's all right. Eddie's still basically living that college life. Like, I, I this is this is huge growth. Well, no, Eddie. but everybody I, in your life, like, when I moved into this house, I made it a priority, like... I will no longer have any particle board in this house. Like I'm gonna have just furniture everywhere. Well, that's what is that I'm what you've done? Doing, yeah, I mean, so you don't have like a rickety shelf, like sitting in your bedroom. Do you have one bedroom, two bedroom, three? You have three bedrooms? Three bed, two bath, condo. Jesus Christ! No, I'm just kidding. It's one bed, <laughs> one bath. <laughs> it's one bed, one bath. So I mean, well, I have I have this shelf that I've I've had forever, and it. Actually, is it's a little older, but it still is very workable. That's sleeper sofa, 
No. For company? No. No, I went. Just F you, can't stay here? You can stay on the couch, but I'm not pulling out a couch. Leather? Uh, I think it's. Pleather? I think it, it's microfiber. Oh, okay. All righty. I think that's what it's called. Stay tell you proof. what, though, going to like places like Mathis Brothers, everything just looks the same to me. I could see that. I don't really. For you. Yeah, I don't really see the difference in everything. I was the same way, and then living with a woman, you're like, like I forget what color our room is sometimes. Like I forget, like she'll be like, "What? What do you think the bed's color is?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And you know, it's the same cover we've had for three years, and I won't remember what its color is. Yeah. So I I get it. I have no idea, but yeah. So I can only imagine what Bob's house looked like before he was married. Oh yeah. A lot of posters on the wall. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I, I would have thought of what? <laughs> of what? Like sports teams. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pants and stuff hanging up? Yeah. Carmen Electra poster. No, I'm never <laughs> one of those guys. But Carmen I, Electra. I'd, uh, <laughs> I, I used to work at the theater in Norman, so oh, yeah? we would have those big banners. At the Hollywood? They just, yes. Give them away to And you they guys. just give them away when it's over. So I had the, uh, mir- the miracle one. And I probably oh, presented wow. that yeah. that one. You still have it? Yes. It's event- It's gonna find a home eventually. Is it? Did you at least like frame it now that you're older, or did you just put like bubble gum up on the corners? No, you you know what I'm talking about, like those big banners. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are pretty sturdy. You don't need to do anything. Oh, okay, with them. okay. It's like bigger and wider. It it's it's a huge thing. Yeah, you can go to. <laughs> I went over to that. I was. I can't remember what I was looking for. I went over to some tool store on 240 in Oklahoma City, and that CDR Electronics place, where the place where where uh, somebody <laughs> went to try and sell their stolen gear. Eddie, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I someone, mean, Will Sunderland. Yeah, really disappointing that he hasn't had an arrest this summer. But I know. Kind of makes me. They are not ready. Kind of makes me wonder if they're. What are legit? we hiding? Well, no, they're soft. Who, who? No, who's who got you arrested? Think Lincoln. You I think, think Lincoln has gotten to the police? Some, I think there's hush money being thrown around. I think <laughs> well, we, we when's the last time? You know, we talk about recruiting rankings and everything. When's the last time that a national championship didn't come from a true Fulmer Cup contender? That's true. I, I think there's a correlation that has to be. You know, you got to pay attention. That is very, very true. Got to have a little little bit of crazy but in your locker room. But there's been some stuff. I mean, uh, Chris Robison, I mean, he got a DUI or public intox or whatever it was in Norman. You know who's number one, in, uh, number one and number two in Fulmer Cup right now, 2018? Uh, Ohio State? OU. I mean, OU. <laughs> Texas Tech's number one. Really? Iowa State's number two. Really? Good for them. The Renegades. I mean, it makes me lose a lot of respect for Texas Tech. Kansas is eight. Ooh, Kansas. Hey, that's a breakout team, man. Big we got to start has, talking about Big them. Big 12 has three teams inside the top 10. There you go. Uh, hey, that's, maybe not competing with the SEC on the field. Exactly but right. But off, off it. of it, ready to roll. But, you know, the, I think the thing about the Fulmer Cup is like they keep stuff against you even if charges have been dismissed. Yeah, I think it's just if you get your name in the newspaper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They don't go back. They don't worry about going back to double. Which check. I appreciate. It's yeah. like the fake news of. Like, I'm sure OU's probably dinged for Rodney Anderson in their rankings still. Let's see here. I think they have a team-by-team breakout. 
Joseph Lewis really doing himself Ooh, in USC a yeah, favor. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Vaulted them up the rankings. Let's see who won 27. Yeah, because he's got two separate domestic yeah. violence things, right? And, and got, now, domestic Ramon, violence. He's, went a, to he's prison. almost like a coach at OSU at Ohio State. That's true. Oh. Urban family man. My God. that I mean, is he going to get fired? It doesn't look good when two weeks ago he's standing on a podium in Chicago at Big Ten Media Day saying he had no idea about any allegations. So this is, I mean, this is going to be and the story the today. To cut the oh, this is, this is a huge story. This, I mean, today, this is going to be, I, I, just, I feel like we don't even need to explain what's going on, but yeah. for the purposes of doing our jobs. Uh, so Brett McMurphy, who used to be at CBS and then ESPN hired him away. He's a he's a really good reporter for college football. He's just kind of boring on air. He looks kind of like I always thought he looked kind of like uh, like he should be wearing a bolo tie all the time. Take shot at Soto, like every Marty. Once in a while. Marty, uh, yeah, he's from. He went to OSU. Yeah, who cowboy? Sings, who sings El Paso? I know he's a he's a Cowboys alum. Who Mar- Who's the guy that sang El Paso? El Paso. Marty oh, Robbins. Yeah. Marty Robbins. Like, he reminds me of, like, Marty Robbins or something. Like, he should be... Can't say I'm familiar with Marty Robbins. He should be putting around in New Mexico somewhere. Kerry, I'm kind of on the he same page. He does look like Marty Robbins. When you said this, I was thinking he looks like the cowboy that shows up at a birthday party for little kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what comes to my mind when I see him that with is, that mustache. That is married to your divorced aunt. <laughs> <laughs> So, but Brady Murphy does a great job reporting, and so he now works for that stadium, whatever that is. They're doing high school games, I stadium think. Stadium Watch or something? Is that what it's called? I think it's just called Stadium. It's like, it's another one of these uh, all-video companies that pop up and fail. Like, what was the one out of Chicago that Reinsdorf was involved in? Uh, uh, Campus Watch or oh, something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. I remember what you're talking about. Like, yeah. they were, like, they came to a Rivals yeah. convention one year, and they were... Oh, we're gonna have all you guys on our as our experts and blah blah blah. Uh, and I was watching. I went to their website, and I was like, "Okay, well, what?" I'm not trying to rip anybody, but uh, they were like, "Our OU expert is up next." I was like, "Oh, let's see who their OU expert is." And it was Dylan Buckingham. And Dylan, I mean, I, I understand where Dylan's at. Dylan has two jobs working at the franchise and KFR. He doesn't have time to go to OU practice, but literally can't tell you the last time I saw Dylan Buckingham at an OU practice. Not ripping on him. He doesn't have, I mean, if I had two jobs like that, I wouldn't be going to OU practices either. Just too busy. He's a busy man. But that's what Stadium is, and that's what Brett Murphy. So he has to write his, because it's a video company, he has to write his articles on Facebook. So he talks to... This woman of Zach Smith is the coach that was fired recently at Ohio State uh, because Brett McMurphy was the one that uncovered it, right? That, that he'd had uh, domestic violence issues going back to 2015 and to 2009. And so uh, they asked Urban Meyer, because he'd been with him since he was at Florida, the Zach Smith guy. So they asked Urban Meyer, I mean, you, you can tell that part because I don't even remember exactly the denial or the you know what he said about it well he just said he was asked about because brett mcmurphy came out with a report last week at big ten media day about the zach smith and how he was involved in these because he had been arrested again i believe for in 2009 he had been arrested and charged 
with domestic battery of uh, or uh, assault on a pregnant at, woman because his wife was pregnant. That, he threw her against a wall. Yeah, that's when they were at Florida together. Yeah. And then in 2015, it came up. It had been unearthed. And I think they got, systematically, they got her to drop the charges against Oh, I'm sure they in did. In 09, yeah. These people are sons of bitches. And then in 2015, the allegations, I guess, came back up. Rick McMurphy had reported that, you know, Urban Meyer knew about it, basically. And Urban Meyer's quote was asked about the 2015 allegations at Big Ten Media Days last week in Chicago. And he literally said... Quote, I don't know who creates a story like that. Talking about Brett McMurphy. Mm-hmm. Pretty much painting McMurphy as a guy that's just making shit up. Yeah. Against Urban Like, oh, Meyer. this guy doesn't work for anybody. He's right. just out. He's just out throwing shit against the wall, hoping it'll stick. And I'm going to discredit him because I'm Urban Meyer. So I'm going to act like there's no validity to this. Right. And then today, McMurphy comes out with a, re- a new report on Facebook, which is just. <laughs> oh, it, it could. He nails him to the wall. It, he just he make he pretty much makes it clear that. These allegations weren't made up. Not He's only were they photos. not made up, but they have photos. They have text messages. Between Urban's wife and the victim. Yes. Zach and Smith's all wife. the other coaches' wives. I mean, it's I love how in the story he goes to he goes back to Urban Meyer's book that he wrote in two thousand eight to talk about how integral all these people are to him and his wife and his program and how his wife shares all this you know everything off the field and she goes to people and she she she's so caring and like pretty much says there's nothing that she knows that i don't know that's going on yeah and it's one of those things too that's like urban meyer is just such a fraud and i've been saying it for jesus sleazeball i don't feel vindicated by any means but it just it's always good to see shitty human beings be exposed he is a, I mean, he's got a punchable face. He always has. Well, and then just the. Although he looks like he could kind of kick some ass too. I bet he's a pussy. <laughs> Urban Meyer is one of those guys that he just, he has been allowed to lie so many times that he feels pretty invincible. I mean, he look at all the Florida like he's stuff. above, yeah. Aaron, Her- you can't tell me Aaron Hernandez was a saint when he oh, was in yeah. Gainesville. Yeah. He just happened to have what people thought is the next form of Jesus Christ and Tim Tebow to bail him out for all that. They they hid behind Tebow. Yeah, they could use the religious thing with Tebow to to cover up the fact that there were a lot of bad guys on that team. The Pouncey brothers. Yeah. Uh, well, not uh, Percy Harvin, but what was the other kid's name? The uh, the other oh receiver. the the Riley talking about the quarterback. Cooper? Talking about Riley Cooper. Riley, Riley Cooper, Cooper was there. He's obviously a racist. What's the Jarrell Jenkins? Janoris Jenkins? Janoris Jenkins. I don't know. I just he's a terrible person. Yeah. Oh, I mean, speaking of the former Cup, I think they won it like two or three years in a row there at Florida. Like they, he, they were just a walking line of criminal activity. There is enough stuff out there, though, just within this McMurphy report. I would think Ohio State has to at least think about not not firing him, maybe, but. Doing something, maybe look, firing I, him. I hate the whole Twitter mob thing. It's like all the stuff about looking up people's past. And I mean, like the stuff with Brian Davis and the uh, cotton picking mine and all that stuff. I mean, that it, that wasn't the first time he said it, but it was a Twitter mob that basically, you know, did him in, I think. Um, and, it, and Russell did him in by not defending him or at least coming to his defense or saying, 
you guys are making too much out. Like Russell just, I he I thought he could have saved Brian Davis if he wanted to, but he, yeah, he didn't. No, he could have. He definitely could have. But I mean, that whole that 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 Twitter mob mentality is it's very dangerous. There's there has but, to be something to learn from this though between him and Art Bryles. But what I'm saying is, I don't know if he if, if, does he deserve to be fired just based on what is acceptable in our society or does he deserve to be fired or is he deserve not to be fired because there's a Twitter mob mentality out there against him? Like, is this is like, are they making it worse? Is it, is it, is it really being made out to be worse than it is? It might depend on how he reacts to this. Like if he still comes out and denies it and acts like he's this saint of a person still, That'll show you how delusional he is. Nah. This should dominate the day, too. I can't think oh, of yeah. any, anything that's going to happen the rest of the day that's going to top it. Kudos to Brett McMurphy. Oh, he's I just mean, working his ass off chasing this story. You, you you, is ESPN going to have Brett McMurphy on <laughs> to talk about right? it? Well, uh, you know what? If I'm Brett McMurphy, I go on. I go on ESPN. You don't have a, a, a paying writing gig right now. Yeah. If I'm the athletic... You know, I'm probably like, hey. I'm surprised they haven't. We want to hire you immediately. I'm surprised they. I'm surprised he wasn't in the ground floor of that when they started hiring Nashville writers. So they got Feldman and they got Mandel. I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works, but it's interesting. By the way, shout out Jason Curry. And especially August 1st. I mean, we're we're officially in what I consider football season. I feel like camps I need open and, to make an apology to Jason Kersey today. Because every time I say anything about people not having hair, he calls me out on it. Which I don't have anything against people that don't have hair. Like I'm, I've never been like, oh, he like to me like, I can get being made fun of for being fat. I get I can get being made fun of for, well, not get, but you know people have like bad skin. You know, like a lot of acne or something as a kid. I mean, like... With perfect skin. To me, being bald doesn't fall into that type of category. Well, I think it's a self-diagnose thing. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie, would you like to fucking shot at that? That's too easy a word for you to screw up. Come on, Eddie. Go ahead. What I'm basically saying is if you shave your head to be bald, I don't think... It's kind of like what George was saying in Seinfeld. You don't get to claim that you're bald if you shave your head. I see, yeah. Like, if you have hair on your head that you shave off. Well, it turns out that bald. guy was going bald because he, he'd waited so long to let his hair grow back. I know. That's why they Elaine didn't know he was ass. going bald. <laughs> yeah, she did. But anyway, I was, you know, a lot like the athletic head thing. I think Taylor Cornelius at OSU is a very interesting character because he's balding. Is he? Yeah. I don't know if that makes him a better quarterback or a worse quarterback. Do you do you, can you guys think of any balding quarterbacks? Matt Hasselback? Right. Like that, in college though? Oh, in college. Landry was balding a little bit. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's uh trying to think. Did Dilfer have a good head of hair when he came out? Uh I don't think we should reference douchebags on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No. Where, where did Trent Dilfer play college Fresno ball? State. Fresno State. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yep. Completely forgot about that. He was involved in the great Trev Alberts. Uh, that 
that year when uh, what was it was it Tre- was it Trev Alberts himself that got into it with um, with the hair on ESPN? I can't remember that. Oh uh, uh, God, who uh, Kuiper? God, I couldn't get there. Mel Kuiper, because he, he didn't like who they'd picked, and he I can't. It was either Trev Alberts or he got into it with um, uh, uh, the GM, the guy that now no, works it was for the GM. You. Yeah, it was uh, it was. Uh, Polian. Yeah, Bill yeah. Polian. Yeah. And it would have yeah. been like Polian's like first or second draft. Like he'd just he, come he over was from like, Buffalo. He was like, who is, who is, <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it was, uh, they went back, they were going back and forth. Yep. Yep. That was a, like, that who was a great is mix. Mel Kuyper? They got that DJ mix with that. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right. The whole pumpkin pie thing with him is weird. Eats a pumpkin pie every day, Mel Kiper. I just refuse to believe that. <laughs> I don't think that happens at all. I think he's so weird that yeah, I think that I th- I believe it. When you have a quirk that strong, like I feel like there's something really wrong with you inside. Like something something's happened to you. He's been stealing money from ESPN for so long. He probably is empty inside. There's no question, because we all know how much I think of Todd McShay, and I'd listen to Todd McShay eight days a week over Kuiper. Yeah. Don't we just, though, have that... Isn't it just kind of built in society now that when somebody's been doing something for a long time, everyone just discounts them as being kind of... No, because I there's, there's proof that Mel Kuiper's stealing value money. is not there. There's proof that Sherry Cole's stealing money. Who's, Who who's been around for a long time that people still like? That people still like yeah. and just kind of put up with them? Not put up. Oh, so you're just saying everybody, if they've been around for a long time, well, not, not you have to put up with them. Not put up with them, but I think that some people do get an easier pass, for sure. What about Al Michaels? Yeah, I mean... He borderline. I like... I mean, I think I, he look, still does think, a good job. I think Brent Musburger uh, lost a little bit, but I still liked Brent Musburger. If Musburger yeah. wasn't so outspoken about things, he'd probably still have a job. And, and you probably like Musburger because he was outspoken. Yeah, and he, he talked about gambling. Talk about gambling. Yeah, he got gambling more outspoken. See, like that was the thing with Musburger. Like he aged great, like because he got more belligerent and talked about. You know, it was the uh, AJ McCarron's AJ McCarron's mom and, and doubling and, down and, on Mixon was probably the final straw or one of the final straws. Didn't he, he addressed that recently? I thought. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I I missed that. And I was doing the Raiders, right? He's mm-hmm. going to be the voice of the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what about keep, Dale Hansen in Dallas? Yeah, he's got kind of a I, rebirth. He brought the heat this week. I really he did. That. He really did. What was the subject? Jerry, Jerry Jones anthem. Oh, about the uh, it was yeah. pretty good. I would check it out. Um, I haven't had a chance yet. But yeah, I mean, I think you're largely right, Kerry. But I think there's there's probably some validity to it. Like as you get older, it's harder and harder to maintain a that edge, and secondly just to continue to be as good as you once were because you just complacency is a reality for everybody. Yeah, but I do think you get kind of this piling on sure, sometimes. Sure, oh, I, oh, a perfect example, just retired. Uh, uh, Dodgers guy. Um, oh. Vince uh, Scully. Yeah. I mean, that dude's a national treasure. You I can listen to him call baseball until the day but he you know, died. You know, he, he was still really, really good yeah. and he evolved yeah. like he was doing tv and radio yeah. like he was like he was so well liked like people wanted to hear him on the radio and i was thinking about this the other day like 
uh, I was watching this the, the the OU replay, and I started a thread on the board, and I think it's like five pages now because everybody started bitching about the defense. Um, but you know, listening to Toby call the games, and like when I listen to Toby, there's some like Toby's a really good guy. Everybody knows we're we're friends. Toby, though, like I've never been a fan of the Palace on the Prairie. I just think that's hokey. I think it's like it just paints a picture that's kind of dorky, like in uncool. Uh, and I, the people that tend to embrace that, that are young, I don't think I'd want to hang out with them. I really don't. Like, oh, anybody that uses the phrase "palace on the prairie" that is under the age of thirty, I think you're probably a dork. I don't know. I think people reference that as the stadium. But why? But, but when? But when did that all start? Well, Toby, well, I Toby started named it. it. You didn't I started start it. it. I started it. 100%. 100%. So that's why you're defending this. Because you feel you had a hand in this. I think I did. When did you start it? 2005. When I was a freshman. TCU? Paul, when will Paul Thompson is starting quarterback? So you support Palace on the Prairie? We always called it the Palace. Yeah, I think Toby added the Prairie, okay. but we always called the stadium but the, the Palace. Prairie is the part that I think makes it dorky. Well, that's fine. I mean, it's I I didn't like Brian Davis always talking about uh, what did he say before games? He like here in the the I think he would use Prairie too. I don't like Prairie. I mean, this isn't Kansas. There's no Laura Ingalls Wilder running around. Whore. Uh, that, I think that Oklahoma <laughs> is kind of prairie, though. Northern Oklahoma. See, that's... A, it's if a, you go to, like... Are we, going, are we like, getting back into, is Oklahoma Midwest, Southwest, or South? Yeah, we've had it's that It's kind debate. of like that. See, I, I mean, like, when you're in Oklahoma City... And you're in Tulsa. Tulsa's green country. It's hilly. It's yeah. it's 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 rolling hills. Southwest Oklahoma. You have when you get to the Arbuckles, like that's a really pretty part of the state. Yeah. Uh, like and, I would say, is is anything north of Perry considered a prairie? See, I don't ever. I'm never like out Talkaball? in Alva or yeah. Beaver or yeah. places. See, to me, Can't that say I've is spent too much time in Enid. Yeah, or or Hugo, or yeah. you know. I don't really like Woodward. When you drive through Woodward, you just think because sometimes if you go on I forty, you have to drive through Woodward. I mean, maybe you could say Prairie, but I don't really think Prairie. Like to me, Prairie is rolling waves of wheat. Like where is that? That's in Kansas. Like yeah. go to go to like Garden City. That's the Prairie. I would never wish that upon anybody. What to gar- go to Garden City? Yes. Dodge City, Garden City, wherever. City. Junior college football. God. Garden City. I remember going there to see J.R. Bryant when he committed. No wonder those people are so depressed. I was trying to think this the other day watching Last Chance U. Um, Who was the linebacker for Kansas State that was from Garden City that was an All-American big old black dude that played Uh, for like... like, Are you talking about like about 2000 back in that era? Yeah, back in those days. His number eight, wasn't he? It would have been the Michael Bishop days. Yeah, damn, and he was really, really good. Jeff Kelly. Jeff Kelly, yeah. He was good. And was he related to the, the five-star Kelly that flamed out at OU? What was that linebacker's name? The line? Unless you're throwing some shit down on Caleb Kelly, I'm not, not sure. There was a linebacker 
there was a five star that came in Juco to Ooh. OU. Uh, and he in not Mike Reed. Mike Reed is who I'm okay. thinking of. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Mike Reed. Hmm. So anyway, way off topic, but the tangents. I'm sorry. Go ahead and check your little box and bitch. I don't care. Um, or just stop listening. So, but the whole Toby thing and, and watching the replay. See, I'm a lot better at Josh at getting back on my train of thought. I'm just going to tell you that right now. That's a fact. Uh, the, watching Toby, like, there's some stuff I really like about him, but I think Toby knows he's on radio and he's listening, you know, a lot of his audience are people that are getting ready to die because he throws a lot of old school stuff in there. Really, who's who's going to games now with I'm their radio? I'm keeping radios? track for everybody. We've taken a shot at Dylan, or we, Carrie's taking shots at Dylan and Toby. We only have a couple more media members in I Oklahoma City. I didn't take a take, shot at Dylan. To take shots at. And he frankly, said, didn't really step back from dissing Jason Kersey. Just said he didn't feel like it was a diss. Oh, that's a good good point, no, Josh. I, that's I, three people. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Let's take shots at people that deserve it, like Dean Blevins. <laughs> See, my shots are lovable. Your shot, well, I mean, the Dylan thing is that just. OU's audience is dying. Well, people that listen to games on the radio. That is fact. Like, I, I can't remember the last time that I walked in with, or I haven't walked in a game with anybody, but oh, just, Toby's I like, gonna be walked totally in with my buddies that they don't bring their headsets to the game, at least that I know of. Can you even buy headphone headsets anymore? You have to go like, oh, I think black basically market. everybody just listens on their iPod, right? Or, I mean, iPhone. Do you think a lot of people like handed down their headsets to their children and then they just... They left I, the batteries in them, and they got all the acid, and they just broke them. I used to have one of those headsets. My dad used to do that, but I don't. You know what we should do? We so should, did mine. My dad did that forever. We should I, start. I, a, I, that's part of his game attire. We could start a little side. I'm giving away the side hustle here, but if you went and bought up, you know, a bunch of radio headsets, like old school, like the big puffy ones with the like antenna coming out the side, mm -hmm. you could probably set you up a nice uh, business before games. I think they do Start have like those the retirement something like that at uh, <laughs> like where you buy programs. Mm -hmm. Is Toby's big day the pay-per-view pay game? But they hire out Fox Sports people, though. No, but I mean like... Oh, you mean that's when people are most likely to be listening? Yes. That's a good question. I don't know, but but since it sounds like I'm crapping on Toby, I do enjoy. I'm gonna say I really enjoy over though his. Yeah, I do like enjoy those, the uh, the stuff that you watched last night, like the Kansas State stuff. Like his his uh, excitement level is is appropriate. It's not right. like crazy Dave Hunziger pistols firing. Like it just sounds like, dude, come on. But Toby's stuff is like genuine. It it, it feels genuine when you listen Dave to Dave Hunsiker, fourth guy. <laughs> the holy guacamole that doesn't bother you? Uh, no, it's funny. I remember we were driving up to uh, Manhattan or somewhere last yeah. year listening to the OSU game on the radio, and he just he goes insane. Every calls the refs are stupid. Oh, and every call is like the biggest call of yeah. What, what, season. Does that technically mean that you all are about to die? No, well, we're listening on uh, TuneIn, an app. Oh, okay. So, yeah. depending on how it's delivered, changes the story. Okay, well, it's you're not, not about gonna, just you're not uh -oh. gonna go, you're not gonna go to the game and listen to it on your cell phone, are you? I mean, it's gonna be way behind. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. Like it's, I mean, I won't lie though. It's a little like you've now told me my dad's going to die and that's a little hurtful and I'm going to try to move past that, but he's dying. I mean, you know, he's closer to it. Everyone's dying. Your dad's just closer to it than most. I mean, uh, well, not most, but us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I thought he was going to live forever. Carrie, you've shattered some dreams. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want my parents to die. I know it's going to happen someday. Yeah, oh no, we, we Laney and Laney is very interested in like heaven and hell right now oh, and we man. have to have those conversations, so that's very weird not to tell your four year old too much about like the inevitability of death, but at the same time, like I've always been like I want to be honest with her, so there's a there's an interesting line you gotta walk there. When you had to put the dog down, did was she aware of that and all that? Yeah, she she was. Like like we told like dog's name was Sydney. Sydney went to heaven, so like Every once in a while, it's like she'll check in. She's like, "So will I see Sydney in heaven?" I'm like, "Yeah, baby, that's a long time away. That's like, you know, don't have to worry about that." So you know, you kind of—it's like I said, it's a really tough line because I want to be real with her, but at the same time, I don't want to freak out my four-year-old and like have her wearing like black and become a goth in like third grade. <laughs> so. I would have said if I were there, I'd say, "Well, Laney, your mom's not a very good driver, so maybe." Oh, Tiffany it's, just it's got on the true, list too. But <laughs> this list is terrible. growing by the minute. Seriously, so now Carrie is dissed four people, has murdered my father and my wife. How did I become the Eddie of this um, podcast? You though? really I did. Know. Sad. Uh, this is what happens when Eddie you contribute to the show. See, someone's got to fill the gap. I think it's just that I have to raise my level of evil to match Eddie's. He's raising my game. But he's not evil today. Oh, he's evil. We he can him. be. He called Urban Meyer a pussy. Urban Meyer is 100% a loser. Did, did you called, feel like... He also called Laura as... Ingalls Wilder a whore. She sounds like a whore. Wait wait a second. Did you call her a whore and not actually know who she was? No, I, she's a writer, right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> She lived in the little house on little the house prairie. Little house on the prairie. No, nah, I don't read that shit. What about TV show? Didn't from, watch it. From the 60s. Yeah, I definitely 70s. didn't watch it. I was born in A7. This, this is a key question. So we know that Eddie's not a big movie guy. Eddie, when is the last time you read a book? Mm, not about sports. Oh, not about sports? I don't know. Probably okay, high take school. both. Probably high school or college. Probably college. For I'm sports never, as well? No, I never really read any of the books in college, though. I can believe that, Eddie. I really, really reading, do. Reading assignments weren't exactly my forte. You and LeVar Burton weren't hanging out? I got No. You. I was so you part and, of the Reading a, Rainbow, though. You and a teleprompter weren't tight? I mean, yeah, I read off a teleprompter every yeah. once in a while for news stuff, but I don't know. That's a good question. I can't remember. Maybe a, like a book about Ronald Reagan, like sophomore year of college. Really? Wow, that's not where I thought that answer would go, but I love it. Yeah, something like not that. Not for any political thing. I took a bunch of Adderall and knocked it out. <laughs> Read it in like a 400-page book in like a day. I don't... Yeah, I know that's not... I know you're not joking, too. No, that's yeah. Scary. I'm not fake. Uh, okay, I'm not so, playing a character here. So, media availability. Let's get back to that. It's coming up. Uh, now... Actually, before we get to that, since we're 45 minutes into the podcast or whatever, 50, I don't know. 
We could wrap up barbecue, the championship barbecue. Champion barbecue that's what did happen. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I was getting Let's to. Do it. Uh, so I think it was going in. You guys weren't expecting a lot of fireworks coming out. Not a lot of fireworks. Is that where you? Is that how you still feel about it, Josh? It is. I mean, it, I. I I'll be honest, I thought a little more would happen. I thought you'd see a couple of guys maybe in the 2020 class kind of make that move. Uh, I was watching Devon Graham. He was a guy that I thought could be on board. Um, Michael Henderson's another good one, the athlete out of Dallas. Uh, You know, I got into this in chat on Tuesday night. You know, for those listening, we have a Tuesday night chat on the site every week where we, you know, I come and do recruiting questions or we talk team stuff, you know, whatever, whatever everybody wants to talk about. Well, anyway... We got into a little bit last night, and somebody was asking, like, I think they'd had a few days to reflect, and, you know, is this, is this as disappointing as it feels? It's not. I think everybody with the spring game just got it in their head that every big event's going to produce six or seven commitments. And it's just, that's not realistic. It's not going to work that way. And, and you, didn't have I, I a, think, you didn't have a spring game before the Champ U Barbecue, so maybe a lot of those commitments would have come then a year ago. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, like, and, you know, obviously one of the guys that we all thought was going to commit was Jeff Carter. And then there was the whole, you know, we, we can get into that whole story. Um, but so I don't, I, but when you look and I, I said it last night, I bet you money when we look back, whether it's in the class of 19 or 20 or Adam together, you're going to look at this day and say, okay, there was four guys that were there that were uncommitted that ended up part of Oklahoma signing class. Like that's, that's a great weekend by any measure. If you can get four commitments out of, you know, 15, 20 uncommitted guys, that's, that's a number you'll take every time. So like I said, I, I get why people are a little disappointed because maybe it didn't hit the numbers that they started to become accustomed to. But at the same time, I think you're going to start to get some good news out of it this week. And then I think moving forward, Oklahoma's got plenty of momentum with a lot of guys, including Michael Henderson, who kind of told me, you know, a decision's not that far off for me, and I think it's pretty clear that Oklahoma leads for him. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Henderson because he did make one visit to Texas yesterday, finally picked up the offer from the Horns, see if that changes anything. Because you know with OU, it's just kind of athlete. You don't know where the heck he fits in because they have two running backs. If Texas were to promise something to him in terms of a running back spot, I wonder if that will change anything. Any any read? Let me ask you. Any read for anybody? Any of you guys? I'm thinking of like far off guys like Woody Washington that came in, Derek Green. Uh, any read on those guys about how much this weekend kind of really helped with them too? Because I mean, Green's been a guy that committed, decommitted, committed. Uh, seemed like at least from his tweet that he really enjoyed his visit. Yeah, I think when you get the, those out of region guys, they feel very at home at a spot like this. Just going back to the people that I've talked to who were at 2017 and 2018 in terms of the class, it it makes you feel at home. You know, it takes away all your worries that you might've had when you get in that environment, you get to know recruits and Marcus Hicks is not someone who's from out of the region, but Marcus Hicks is someone who had never met Spencer Rattler in his life 
before Saturday. Yeah. And he mentions, like, I knew of the legend. He said, I knew of the legend <laughs> of Spencer Rattler, but now I finally got to meet him and see how down to earth he is and how excited I am that he's part of my class. And, and that's what this event has really been about is that building those re relationships, not only for the current class, but for that future class, but e even with the current class. If you look at Stacey Wilkins jo and Jacoby Jones and Shimon Cooper. Now, we don't know if the numbers are going to work out that all three can end up being Sooners, but there's a possibility you could get all three of them, and you would point back to that when you start talking about next year's events. Like, remember, these guys were brought in. We didn't know what the heck was going to happen, but they ended up part of the, 29, the 2019 class. That, that was kind of what I was wondering is kind of the misconception as far as is the champion barbecue turning more into a you're already in the family, quote unquote. It's family. like a family the reunion class, more mm -hmm. than a recruiting event. More, more of a end of the year celebration. You're part of the this commitment group. We're going to invite, you know, six, seven other guys that we really, really want to come and be part of this as well, as opposed to the spring game where it's more of a, I guess, what I would consider more of a recruiting atmosphere. I guess, and that's sort of what we've seen with the first and. The third. And maybe the big difference from last year's was Lincoln Riley was just taking over. Yeah. And they only had 12 commits instead of the 16 they had. Because when I talked to Kerry Cooks about that last week, that's what he mentioned. This wasn't a recruiting event. This was a bonding, building relationship type event. We saw that with the first year because really outside of like Kenneth Murray and maybe giving the offer to Patrick Fields, not too much newsy stuff happened there and it seems like it's sort of the same thing that happened this last weekend and maybe not so much with the players even just so much as with the parents too i mean you look at all the tweets coming out from the kelvin hicks is that marcus's dad yes uh and then of course jack bridges you know putting a lot of stuff out there uh but uh, is there any any bigger fan of lincoln riley than kelvin hicks you think i mean my goodness I, the stuff that he says and I mean, he could not say anything more positive about OU and the program. And then, you know, having OU President Jim Gall uh, Gallagher there, I think... Oh, you're calling him Jim now, huh? <laughs> you guys tight already? That's right. We're on a first-name basis. But having the president there, you can tell that meant a lot to the parents. I think the recruits sort of understood yeah. it. But those parents like, wow, that's amazing that he showed up at something like this. And through a water balloon. I mean, can you imagine? I think say, and partook in all the fun. That like, wasn't, wasn't just like that wasn't a, a throw. That was a launch. Yeah, he was. He, he Kamikaze mission, mission was how we uh, phrased it this this morning because he wasn't standing in the back just lobbing it. He was no. running at those kids, ready to get them. You know how many people I fired since I got here. <laughs> you know. When I first heard about it, and, and you know, for those, it was one of those things I put in our notes thread on Saturday, and I felt weird doing it because it wasn't really recruiting related. But I was like, this is just so interesting. You kind of got to share it. But when somebody told me, I really thought he had the wrong person. So I had to ask two other people before I was like, okay, I'm pretty confident about this. This is what actually happened. Because, like, no way is a school's president out there chucking water balloons at high school kids. And sure as the world, I mean, everybody's like, yeah, he was just out there goofing around, having a good time with everybody. And then he's and, standing next to Spencer Rattler in the group in the group photo. And it just, like, the, I mean, guys, you're there. I mean, you were the, obviously there when he was announced and when he went through his first, you know, uh, Regents meeting and that whole thing. It, it, that hasn't been his image from everything I've He's been gathered. very stoic, yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I, I just thought that was, I thought that was really cool. A pretty cool move by him. And, you know, I don't know how much, you know, Lincoln Riley had to do with that, or if he came to Lincoln and kind of wanted to be involved, you know, I don't know how that works, but I'm going to say Lincoln went to him. That, that would be my guess. I, I, I think you're right. But obviously, Lincoln's probably like, if you just show up, that'd be cool. Yeah, you know, like, it was if, one if you of just those, be here. I'll help you out any way I can. Oh, well, if you don't mind, we're having a big barbecue on the 28th or whatever it was, 27th, when you drop by. And it, it, it shows, you know, I mean, Lincoln got, I think, the top end of Rays that we thought he would get. Of course... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I never asked Josie, like, do you... I don't know that Josie would have to run a salary increase by a college president. For who? For, like, Lincoln Riley. Oh. To go to 4-8 like he did or whatever it was. Well, I mean, it's approved by the Board of Regents who are the boss of the president, yeah. right? Yeah. So, But, I, I mean, know. those things are discussed. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have agents that are part of the process, and then... For sure. I mean... You know, I yeah, I'm kind of curious. Who does Joe have to go to and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" I mean, surely he knows what his budget is. He looks at it and says, "If we don't have this much, we need to get donors to commit to this and that." I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I think I think probably James Gallagher was probably involved somewhat, knowing what the pay was going to be. I would imagine so. But I think it's good that it just shows that. You want it, You have a new president. He's as most pre, not just unique to James Gallagher. I mean, when pres, new presidents come in, a lot of the VPs get blown out, and so some of that's been happening. And it does kind of give you pause, like, huh? Well, what does this guy think about football? And obviously, we know that he stands behind football now. He's a football fan. He's he's a football guy. I don't know if he's a football guy. He's a football fan. Yeah. I don't want to insult. With possibly the, a football. I don't want to insult the Stoolies out there by calling him a football guy. He's not a true football guy, unless he takes part in the Oklahoma drill on the first day of practice on Saturday. <laughs> then we can. We then can, he's a football. We guy. can officially say he's a football guy if that's the case. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me ask you guys this about the the barbecue. Guys that you didn't know maybe where they stood or where OU stood that you learned more about. Josh, you can go first. That's fine. The first one that comes to mind for me is Kendrick Blackshire, the 2021 kid from Mesquite Horn. Um, I know that's a ways off for everybody to think about, but I wasn't really sure how – he's got someone on his staff that we've known for a long time, the staff there at Horn. We've known a long time, and I wasn't sure if him kind of coming was more a – you know, just that guy being, you know, having a lot of association with Oklahoma and, you know, th- there being a connection there more so than the kids' personal interest. But talking to him, uh, he really loved it. He spent a lot of time with Caleb Kelly. I think Caleb really made a big impression on him, which, you know, we talked about it in our little group DM. That's no surprise. Caleb's just one of those kind of personalities. He's going to he's gonna make people feel at home and feel good about Oklahoma. So I, I think that's one that sticks out to me. Um, you know, I... I'm trying to think of another one that really catches my Bob. Bob, maybe you've got one, and then I see if I can come up with something that I like the answer on. I like Alec Bryant because when I looked at his size for 2020, I didn't see defensive end in OU system. So when he said Tim Kish and he talked about being the three-four outside backer, the Jack spot, like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes complete sense for what 
OU would be looking for in terms of the 2020 class. It, it's clear he loved his first trip to uh, Norman. And what you got to, I thought maybe OU would push a little bit for one or two commitments from the 2020 kids because it sounded like there were a few that were ready to make that leap if they got that, that little nudge, but it, it didn't sound like that was the case Saturday. But when you look at some of those kids like Bryant, like Andrew Rain, who came back from Broken Arrow, like DJ Graham, you're going to see quite a few of the 2020 commits that turned out last Saturday. You know, Bob, you brought up a name and I, a really good one, and Andrew Rain. Like I talking to him a little bit afterward, and talking to some people, I had almost started to feel like, okay, maybe this is slipping away from Oklahoma a little bit. But talking to him, I, I don't get that. I think Oklahoma's in very, very good shape. And I think they really did a good job kind of bringing him, making him feel like even though you're not committed to us anymore, you're still kind of in the in the group here. Yeah, the thing is they missed out on so many kids because of all those last-minute cancellations. So it lost that, that feel of a mega thing. But for the kids who were there, it's going to be a special thing. It was more intimate, a lot more one-on-one on time, uh, time, not only with Lincoln Riley, but position coaches too, and the recruits getting to know all, all of them better. So if you showed up, it's going to make an impression. And you don't care what the outside people said, that, oh, it, it, it was a big bust and people didn't turn out. If you were there, you know what went down. And I think OU will show it with the 2020 class. Jeffrey Carter, go. I'll just say it that way. Never, <laughs> never seen anything like it. I'll start out by saying, and this is probably pissing people off, but I don't think it's this big conspiracy like people think it is. Now, was there some shadiness? Absolutely. It was a family that didn't want to tell people that couldn't say no. I don't know if there was this, you know, quote unquote bagman or whatever that a lot of people want to believe, though. Yeah, it's a little sour grapey. The thing is, it's back-to-back now. Eric Young puts the Sooners in a fake top three earlier in the month. That's true. Then Jeffrey Carter says he's coming to the Champ U event when he already has the commitment video done. Yeah. That that, that is shady. When it looked like not just OU coaches, but OU 2019 recruits throughout the week seemed to be getting the impression Carter was coming back into the fold based on all their quote tweets and sub tweets and things of that nature. That's where it got a little off track from what you usually see. And I guess that's the other thing. I personally didn't like how OU handled that. No, I didn't think it was. I don't think it's the best best look. Because if you're if you're already up there and which OU is recruiting at that level right now, him, just move on. Now, they did do this before, if you remember Kale Gundy with Creed Humphrey, and then that turned out okay because Creed flipped back. But this is not the first time. Yeah, I mean, it's, they've... I thought Kale's is a little more veiled than that. this one was. Yeah. Oh, about the Creed it, Humphrey it, thing? Yeah, this seemed more direct. Because, and it wasn't even about what was said initially. It's about what got retweeted that right. I think I was like, oh, that, that got ugly. Well, and, you know, I said that I thought, I think as coaches, you have a little bit of responsibility because, like, Lincoln Riley has brought so many fans, OU fans, to the internet that wouldn't have been there before because of the eyeballs and the emojis and all that stuff. 
And a lot of these fans are, you know, they're there to help because they think they're trying to help or they're helping recruiting or whatever. I'm not trying to be disingenuous, but uh, that's that's what they believe their purpose is. Yeah. I think so. Like they're 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 very ardent fans, and they are very emotional fans. And I think when you do that and you send out a tweet like that, it almost gives people it stokes the fire. Yeah, it gives them the feeling like, oh, it's okay for me to say whatever I want because the coaches hate this kid, and people did. Which, and you don't want that. Is, I mean. Something that is a hill that I, I will die on. Don't do that. I just don't understand it. I really don't. How a grown man can continuously take shots at a kid publicly. A yeah. guy that they don't even know. And if he would have committed to OU, it'd be the exact opposite. So it's not. let's not act like you actually care about the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what it comes down to. You only care to. about the kid if he chooses your school. Right. That, and that, well, I, I, think think that's, I think that's something recruits, hopefully, they understand. It's... And, Recruits should understand this, too. That's their fault if they don't. Recruits should understand this, too. All those people that are cheering you for committing, Mm -hmm. they're going to be on message boards cursing you if you don't play well. Oh, yeah. And they'll be the first ones to want to yank you out of a game if you have a bad play. They don't care about you, the individual, as much as they care about their team having more points than the other team at the end of the day. I mean, when it comes down to it, recruits are cattle to fans right they care what you can do to help their yeah. team yeah if you can't do anything they don't care so now do we have to get into the street agent business now that we've done this we put this psa out there that we do care about you i'm not saying that well why why do you why do you want to just set me off why do we have to get into the street <laughs> agent thing i've been so friendly today and after kind of a shitty start to the day had the podcast started late because of me i mean we don't need that in our lives um, I, I do want to say the Jeffrey Carter and the Eric Young thing, I, I, I know people have kind of connected the dots on that a little bit. The first thing with Eric Young, Eric Young did not indicate to Oklahoma that anything was happening. Oklahoma was like, this is bull. He's going right. to Miami. Yes. Like they, they, they knew that. So but the fans Eric weren't. Young was only trying to fool the fans. Like the, and they were And there's no doubt. Um, but, you know, because I think everyone is pretty – and I will say – Talking to everyone that I've talked to about that situation, it you talk about his trainers, his high school coaches, even his family was like, don't do this. Don't do this. You're, this is going to look bad. You're going to piss people off. Don't do this. And he did it anyway. So, you know, that's fine. What was funny is when the Jeff Carter's thing started coming out, I had a couple of A&M sources that were like, do you think this is Eric Young again? And I was like, if it is, it's a lot more elaborate because, like you know, like Bob referenced and like I would just kind of alluded to, that this isn't just you know stuff we're hearing. This was pretty concrete. The first person I heard Jeff Carter might be committing last weekend from was an OU commitment, right? And so I mean, like this wasn't a kid that was just messing with the fans. This was he was giving indications to the staff. He was giving indications to other guys in the class. Like th- there was a lot of smoke to that fire. And I can tell you that the site that broke that video, Texags, actually recorded that video like a month ago and thought they were going to have to scrap it this time last week. They thought it was going to go to waste because they thought he was going to Oklahoma. So like anybody that thought like, oh, that was all elaborate ploy to trick everybody and then he had the video ready, Texags didn't need, didn't even know they were going to need to use that video until all the tire stuff started coming out Saturday morning. I've never heard flat tire 
that is a new one. And if you look at his timeline, I did for fun on Sunday. The first few messages, oh, we hope you get it fixed and you can get back to Norman as soon as possible. But and then after five, all, you're <laughs> full of shit, kid. And some of it from the same people. <laughs> you know, and Eddie's and dead right those about people this. Deserve like, it. Those no matter deserve what it. you say and how clever and funny it may seem, and like I'm not even gonna lie, some of the stuff I'll be like, oh, that's kind of funny. You you just look like a dick. Like the, there's no good. You're never gonna come out as the good guy on that. No matter how shitty what you think the kid is, and even if you're right, he's a 17 year old kid. You did stupid ass things when you were that age too. You just gotta let it roll off your back. I wish they would uninvent DSLR video. All the stupid commitment videos. Oh, that's my get off my lawn for the day. There's just nothing. I mean, they're all the same. I'm working out in the gym and I'm changing directions on the field and I'm gonna put on this shirt at the end. But there's gonna be a tight shot right there at the end where you can see the rubberized grass fly up a little bit because they cut so close and so hard in their field workout. But it's gonna go in slow motion. You don't understand the struggle I went through to get here. The grind. What what I love is the never ending. Nobody believed in me. I've only got seventy four <laughs> offers. What? Stop! Just stop talking. Like that's like stop it. It's like the five star that is still being disrespected. I mean, look, yeah, oh, there's so much, uh, and that's what I worry about. Like for coaches, there's so much ass kissing that goes on these days because of social media. Everyone's kissing your ass. Even the fan reporters are kissing your ass. Uh, they're making commitment videos for you. Uh, like, at what point do these kids just become unreachable to the point, like, your whole life, everyone has just kissed your ass? Like, it's so much worse than it ever was before. Yeah, for sure. And it's so stupid. You play football. Like, let's not act like you've cured cancer or something. Well, like, you might it, play, you play football. football and you play it well. That's all. Awesome. You might play football. We don't know. You may never start. You may yeah. you may be Stan Von Taylor. He was at the five star challenge. You might be Adrian Peterson, but you also might be Jeremy Calhoun. Yeah. And you might not academically qualify. Seen mm. that before. Is that happening less though, don't you think? I do feel like it's happening less. Like you gotta you have to really, really, really be in They've a bad really way. Really learned how to cheat. Well, that, and I think kids are just, they know that they need to take care of their shit freshman and sophomore year. I, that's the biggest change. I, th I think that that's, that's the biggest probably change. the biggest thing is that they just, kids aren't, I mean, they, they understand from the time they enter high school that to get to the next level or get where you want to be, you have to put in a little effort. Yeah, as a Not high a whole lot of effort, just a little. Yeah. As, as a like, high school. Literally turn papers in. They don't even have to be the right answers. You probably are one head step ahead of everybody else. Is everything like an essay now? I have no idea. It just felt like as a high school coach, when a kid was in his junior year, so you started getting them ready, recruiting yeah. process. Now you get them ready as a freshman, and so so many of these kids have a better awareness of what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't seem like... I'll, although I will say, when you watch Last Chance You, you realize there are a lot of idiots out there. But I mean, a lot of those kids, and maybe it's just that thing, but... The the thing about last chance you this last season, there wasn't a lot of stupid kids. Like that East Mississippi school, like they literally had to walk kids to class 
and give them a pencil or a pen. And you could tell they were just dumb, like stupid, like not not bad people. There were some of those, but like in this last episode, you just had a bunch of bad people. I mean, not a bunch. Some of those guys were likable, but probably two of the biggest knuckleheads that we've ever seen on that. The quarterback is the biggest knucklehead that's ever been on that season. Has there ever been a guy that did more harm to his recruiting world than Malik Henry? No. No. I mean, I, John Franklin III, I was shocked when he when he called his coach a, a what do you call him, a dumb f- or something like that on camera? Market. I don't know. I haven't. And Auburn I need to still watch took it. him. Eddie, did you see the first two seasons or have you just not watched No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, no, I've watched Okay. Them. That's what that's what uh, Kerry's talking about. He's talking about the dude at East Mississippi that went to Auburn and cussed John out. Franklin the third. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The real idiot. That's right. I mean, but this he was guy the biggest idiot one, before Billy Henry. He's in Canadian League now. He, he's just everything. Like when I talk about quarterbacks that that don't want to talk to the media, they don't want to be in front of people, they don't want to like. You can't be that and be a quarterback. Like you need to go find a different position or do you know think about baseball. Like I mean, it's just. You can't be the aloof guy. It doesn't work like that. And him, not only is he aloof, he's got a shitty attitude. And that that just doesn't work. When I mean, I don't think there's any position in sports that you just have to be a leader. At quarterback, you just have to be. Like, there's no – you can't be half-assed about it. You've got to be the guy that's there early and putting in the work. And Yeah, he's you can't be a knucklehead dude. and be a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. By the way, congratulations, uh, Johnny Manziel – because Jimbo Fisher is getting ready. Based on Last Chance U history, Jimbo Fisher is going to recruit some quarterbacks there that make you look like Tom Brady as far as attitude and work ethic. I thought we were congratulating him for being the starter on Friday. No. For the Montreal Alouettes. Time is ticking on comeback season. I... I and rehab season. Rehab will be coming soon. Off the I wagon. I love his comments that like he couldn't that it surprised him that he couldn't play in the NFL hungover all the time like he did in college. Like really? What planet were you on, dude? Everybody I, told I you don't, don't do that shit. We didn't play the audio here, I don't believe, but the Cliff Kingsbury on the Comeback Season podcast. Yeah. Did you ever hear that? Yeah. That was really good. Talking about how they would cover up for him and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. They couldn't find him yeah. like before games, like late at night and stuff. So good. Uh, Eddie will enjoy this. I don't. I'm sure you saw this. You see Josh Rosen's comments yesterday? No, I didn't. No. He uh, basically, you know, Baker Mayfield is tearing it up in camp right now at Cleveland, mm-hmm. and it's starting to get the media. And by the way, Hard Knocks is going to be just off. Less than a week away. It's going to be incredible. I love the uh, the narrative that has formed, though, that people are really surprised that Baker Mayfield has been throwing the ball well. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's really starting to start. A, bu- a buzz is starting, I should say, about Baker being the starter now that he, because he's playing so well in practice. Well, he's the first pick. He's the quarterback. He's first-round pick. Uh, everybody's talking about him as possibly being a starter. Kinda, I think people in Arizona were trying to start the same storyline with Josh Rosen. Uh, I mean, and, they're holding Sam out. And uh, so Sam Rosen met with the media, and he's like, 
oh god no sam bradford is unbelievable oh really yeah he's like <laughs> i've never seen a quarterback like this he's he's basically saying this is my this is my first year here and we go out there at practice this is his first year here and we go out there pra- and i feel like he's been here for four years it's funny like he's picked it up like i don't like because he's a smart guy right yeah. and sam's a smart guy too oh yeah they could definitely do work on an act or sat so i mean i'm sure that's probably one thing that rosen like i thought he was going to be a shit you know when he went in there and he was going to be probably be a dick to sam and from all reports i've heard he's he's a pretty cool guy but i think the fact that he that sam's intelligent and he's intelligent and sam's a a good quarterback and he's a good quarterback between the two yeah i bet i bet he that keeps him from being kind of a yeah a little bastard i could see that Especially he's with the way he's an interesting guy, the way he came off at the draft, talking about he would make all of them regret. Yeah, that, you know that wasn't the best impression to make. And then he had to come back the next day and say, "Well, it wasn't really nine teams because only three drafted quarterbacks ahead of me." I do know one thing about Josh Rosen, and it's he won't be, he won't be. Uh, how to say this? Is it about women? No, not. He won't be asking God to watch over him. He's an atheist. Is he really? Yeah. Is he is he publicly an atheist? I don't know. Is this behind the scenes stuff? No, I I think I've read articles before about that. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't believe in God. That mm-hmm. sounds familiar. How does religion always get involved in our podcast every week? Okay, but can we rate the scale of how much Eddie like Eddie going into what you were going to tell him Josh Rosen had to say about Sam, how much it deviated from what I think Eddie was expecting to hear? Yeah, I, was like, ready, I feel like I was, Eddie you were was ready to ready go down to, to, to Phoenix and kneecap somebody. I was ready to <laughs> go in on him, but we'll just throw out that he's an atheist. Something for that. Yeah, Eddie kind of sparked up. He's like, oh, "Really? He's talking about my boy?" Well, he knows. It surprised me when you, I, I hadn't heard that either. It surprises me that he was that complimentary. Uh, Sam's going to go down as one of the all-time, just like not his fault. Things should have been so much better in his career. Yeah. It's and I almost, mean, it's almost to the point where, like, it's after they win the Super Bowl this year. It's 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 to the point where, like, I still cannot root for Jared Goff to be a good quarterback because I still want the Rams, all their quarterbacks, to suck. Just because they're not St. Louis anymore. Yeah, you can clearly separate the two. Can you imagine if he would have started in Arizona with uh, uh, what's his name, Bruce Arians? That would have been great. He he'd have been unbelievable in that offense. Can't complain about the bank account though. You know what? I'm gonna root for Kirk Cousins to suck this year too. Yeah, but uh Minnesota? Yeah. That'd be all right. Not a Minnesota fan anymore. It was a good run last yeah, year. Yeah, I kinda though. like rooting for Minnesota. What do you do with Blake Bell, I guess? After Sam Trains Bob is town, a Bears fan. You got Blake up there. Say what, Josh? I said, what do you do with your gear after, like, Sam changes? I mean, are you, like, do you have, like, the Viking helmet? Do you watch on Sundays? No. Uh, I'll save the shirts. Okay. So you still get stuff from him? I'll throw away. No, I haven't. I haven't got any Cardinal stuff. That relationship continues to deteriorate, doesn't it? (laughs) No, we hung out. So you're still texting and still boys? I'm not going to confirm or deny he doesn't like it when you talk about tell. it. He's not a name dropper. So I think say Eddie gets deserves a lot of credit for that because that's a 
a long time strong relationship, and we make a lot more out of it than he ever does. Is is anyone in the Bradford family ever request that you not speak about him publicly? No, I don't think so. Like, hey, you know, dial it back. It's on never the gotten back talk. to me. I, I also did, don't talk about it a lot, though. Either. I did love that Royce Young tweet that he had recently. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tucker. Yeah. yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, uh, it, okay. It's uh, just ra- funny that like he hangs out with Russell Westbrook and like the biggest of the biggest NBA stars all the time. Sam or, does no, uh, Royce. Royce. Oh, Royce. He's always around him, interviewing him. Yeah, but on he's ESPN, OU guy. does the ESPN yeah. stuff, and then he fan fan fangirls out about seeing Bradford at Tucker's. I think that'd be cool, though. I mean, like, because I can fangirl out about the Thunder. Like, I can be, I feel like I can kind of be a fan of the Thunder because I don't cover them. It's not my job. It's not my profession. And I'm, I'm not even going to sit here and act like I, you know, I'm doing journalism on the radio. So I don't care. I mean, I took pictures of Russell Westbrook at a party. So <laughs> I'm not going to say anything either. Uh so, I mean, I, that's got to be kind of cool for Royce that he can actually, like, you know, he's in the media, he's, he's oh, yeah. doing a great job, but he can actually still be a fan. Absolutely. It has I, been beaten out of him. I, I always think, like too, the that there's a certain level of, it almost becomes fake if you're just straight down the middle all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, people, I mean, there's certain levels to it, of course, but people take it to the extreme, but, I mean, I'm not going to be... Well, it's always that thing when you meet when you meet people you don't know them or you haven't met them. Like, they're always really curious. Like, so how big a fan are you? Like, do you like? It's like they want to know. Yeah. Like, like, I went to OU, but I can clearly divide it. Yeah, it's it's not like I went to school for four years and never cheered for them at a game or a yeah, basketball yeah. event or something. You know, I never sat in the student section ever. Really? No. Because my best friend... Not only have I sat in the student section, I've been kicked out of the student section. <laughs> no, my I've best been amazingly friend, drunk in the student section. My best friend... Uh, Newsflash for uh, people that are going to games this year in the student section. They have a non-smoking policy. It's, they've always had a non-smoking policy. Well, it's just good to remind people. They're, they're enforcing <laughs> it now? They're, I guess they're enforcing it. They were in mid-2005. No, but my, my best friend had uh, his family... We always sat together ever since I was little. So I had 11th row, 50-yard line tickets. I wasn't sitting in the student section. You weren't melting in the sun? Well, I mean, that would happen. But this was all before the East stands were redone. I mean... They still have bleachers in the south end zone? Like no. 65? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They had a track around the field. <laughs> yeah, like Kansas. Oh, Jesus. All mine were in 01. Like, I was there for the North Carolina game when Tommy Harris had the, the big play to start the game. Jabril. And the one, oh, the Mexican Peppers national game? game or whatever that was. Yeah. Was that Hispanic yep. Bowl or? Yeah, that was a weird game. Yeah, everybody could. I came home with like 12 sombreros which feels a little <laughs> so racist. So we were also now. culturally insensitive. Yes, yeah, really I really remember bad. that was I remember that game I sat next to Tom Deanhart in the press box and I thought to myself like, "Oh, I made it." That's a Sitting name I haven't to heard Deanhart. in a while. Wow. He went and joined when, the Big 10 uh, network. Yeah. Does he still do that? Well, he was, he, he it was a smart move cuz he was working for the Sporting News and they went belly up yeah. pretty much after he did that. 
talked about, I should say, talk about nerding out when he was working for Yahoo. Like I, I geeked out meeting him a little bit because I read the Sporting News and I was like ten. Like I, I, I've always thought he was the man. So, uh, but no. Uh, and then I guess the one that really sticks out is the L. Roberson game, the Kansas State game that got crazy there at the end when when Hibble got hit and went to the wrong sideline. It was the whole thing. 38-37, right? Seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he got uh, – that's the most impressive game. I've One of the most impressive games I've ever seen a quarterback play. What game? Uh, Kansas State, Oklahoma. Two, 2001. He literally got murdered in that game. Like, every time he dropped back and, – and That was Phil Bennett, wasn't it? K-State was yeah, Phil Bennett. Yeah, they blitzed every yeah. freaking play. He and beat the crap out of him. He got – just hammered every time he threw the ball. The thing was, every time he threw the ball, it went for 80 yards. I mean, it was Completed an incredible every game pass. to watch. But well, because they were just going zero. Yeah. Like they, it was just pure man outside. And if, you know, I guess it would have been like Antoine Savage and that crew. Yeah, like they, like, got oh, staff, they were going was zero, and OU was going empty. And it was just like, we're running our receivers down the field. Can you get to Nate Hibble before he gets the ball off? And a lot of times and they did, but a lot of times they didn't. Kerry, would you say that was the worst offensive line of the Bob Stoops era? That old no, one group was bad. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't. Uh, I think Lincoln Riley's first year was the worst. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. Um. Well, 09, because of the injuries, was not good. I mean, other than having Trent Williams. Stacy McGee started the game. <laughs> That's just... That blows my mind. Brody Eldridge about. was the starting center at one point during that season. Stacey McGee is still one of the better NFL players of the Bob Stoops era. Yeah. And that still blows my mind. And hardly played a lick at Literally. He just Yeah, liked, he just didn't. He, he, just he what, I wouldn't call him a, a major difference maker. Like, you, you can't. Like, I wrote that article about Neville on Monday. He didn't even cross my mind when I was thinking of, you know, successful defensive linemen. I mean,. Really, there's only three you think of. I mean, Tommy, Dusty, and uh, Gerald. Gerald, yep. I mean, Lynn Magruder was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pre, I th- pre-injury Remy McCormick. O'Dell was probably better than he got. I mean, Remy O'Dell was yeah. good in college, but then when he played with the Cowboys and the Saints as long as he did, you're like, damn, I can't believe Remy's still playing. C.J. Ayu was a good one. He was a good player. Yeah, but defensive end, I'm thinking tackles. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, CJ uh, was great. I mean. Adrian Taylor before he got hurt. Uh, yeah. he, would, he could have been. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, like, think about, you know, we're talking about Stacy. Would you consider his career that different from, say, Casey Walker at no. Oklahoma? No, no not at all. I mean, you know, and that, that just shines a light on it. I wouldn't even say he had as good a career as Lynn Magruder had. Oh, no. I'd agree. Magruder gets forgotten a lot. And I mean, before that, I mean, you think about Stoops first, uh, guys. I mean, like Corey Klein was a really good player. Uh, I remember Jeff Fisher. He was kind of a holdover. I think he only played '99, maybe. Like he was a Blake holdover. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Fisher. Fisher, Jeff yep. Fisher's a coach. Yeah, Ryan Fisher was really good. So. Ryan Fisher had a little. Uh, uh, what's his name? God. He had a great look to him. Like carrot top or something? Just the red hair, long hair. Yeah. I'm trying to think. That's of probably back in your now. heyday. Oh yeah. A little kid. Two thousand eighth grade. Twelve. That was eighth grade. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> By the way, uh, 
yeah, I booked travel. Started booking travel this week. It's when I have to look at everybody's birth dates and stuff. Kobe, Kobe Tillman. That's what I'm trying to think of. Oh, okay. Kobe they kind of look, Tillman they kinda look like they kind of look like the same same guy. I yeah, like. He's it. a wild looking guy. He's got a. I'm a big fan. His hair is his hair long right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really long. He has the beard grown out. See, that's what a proper long hair should look like, not Brecken Hager. Oh yeah, the Kobe Brecken is Hager. a Viking. The Brecken Hager thing like, is oh, looks bad. And guys, I'm just gonna tell you as you go through, go forward covering Kobe Tillman, be very careful what you say. That man's dad is a bad, bad dude. Really? Yeah, I mean, like huge mountain yeah. of a human being. Right, yeah. not not a bad guy. He's no, a, no, no. He yeah, is a like, mountain of a guy. So bad, I don't have like, to worry about getting no. you know, physically assaulted. Yes, if, if you saw him... But if you need like, somebody to be physically <laughs> assaulted, <laughs> he could do I, it would, for I would consult him first. He'd be on my short list of phone calls. Yeah. yeah. They look like some ass kickers. And they, he he looked like he was at Shane Beamer's house, so it seems like they know what they want to do with him. Uh, yeah. I you want to get it, Eddie? Yeah, there you go. Phone's ringing, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that, uh, you know, that's and that was another kind of a clue to me that football season's right around the corner when I get flight info from you. Yeah. And I have something to bring up if we're wrapping this up, so I'll wait until the end. Hmm. Hmm. On Iowa. Jeez, that has been... Oh, Des Moines? Not, well, just Iowa in general. That is mind-blowing and has me creeped out a little bit about going up there. I mean, I hit a deer coming back from a game there. That's... As bad as it gets. I hate that place. People are going missing at a rapid rate in Iowa right now. Really? Yes. Sex trade? Oh, yeah. There, there's been a couple it. of girls. It. and It's, well, I mean, it's un- it's unconfirmed, but there's been 48 missing persons in the last, like, 14 so you're days. you UFO. I don't know. Include, I mean, the but Molly. this is total truth. There's a, there's a threat about it on the board, ago. and we talked about it a couple days ago, uh, just in that it, this the Molly girl that's missing right now. She like just disappeared after a jog. Just kind I don't of, like talking about this stuff. It's just it, it gives it's, me the skeevies. It's really crazy. I don't know. I don't know what we're missing here, but there's something going on in Iowa. See, here's the thing. This is the the problem that we have in our society now. It's really hard to like when you have a really buttoned up administration and president. It's really easy to come up with government conspiracies. But when you have a president that's live tweeting basically his every thought and it's firing people left and right, like you don't really feel like there's enough organization in the government right now for there to be any government conspiracies. I don't know. Mid-tier, mid-tier stuff. Other than just Russian stuff. And it's kind of like uh, the, uh, the garage collapses in Dallas. That is. I had a, I had a buddy. I had a buddy that brought up a good point. Kind of looked like a controlled demolition to me. It was really weird. I watched some of that footage yesterday. It very strange. So, how many different garages was it? It was one, the same garage, and I think it collapsed twice or oh, three okay. times. Okay. Well, there was somebody that was like, it's you know, with the the, I think it was the Turner Turnpike, maybe or no? What's the one up north of? Like that goes from Enid to Tulsa. What's that turnpike? Oh, I, I have no idea. Whatever what it's it buckled. Yeah, I know. I know. It yeah. buckled. And then I guess I forty out, uh, headed towards like Yukon buckled really mm-hmm. bad. And so somebody was like, "We need to get get Texas people to put some concrete down here." I was like, 
have you guys ever heard of Allen Stadium or McKinney Stadium? Like, just Texas can't says trust that, concrete these days. Texas does not have a monopoly on concrete. I'm sure there's people that think that they do, though. So if the garage collapse were caused by heat, that would be interesting. Well, I mean, it's been proven that steel beams can't be melted. Or can they? <laughs> we need to, to get to you like a... If you, if you were older, you probably would have loved those books where it's like, a woman burns her hand in Minnesota and... Th- 3,000 miles away, her sister in Sheboygan she can feel it. Can feel a strange pain in her hand. Next on Dateline. Uncovered. Mysteries of the Unexplained or something like that. Well, I mean, there's no mystery about what happened in Iowa? In New York. Okay. Or Washington, D.C. Let's. <laughs> so I'd rather talk about Iowa girls disappearing. So is it all girls? Is it no, all it's, girls? It's girls and boys, but it's also one of those things that. If you look at the numbers, I don't think it's... There was a big USA Today article about it as well in the paper, uh, I think this morning, talking about... The ratio? Yeah, and it's it, 48 is the number that jumps off at people, and that's the number that's getting retweeted. But I think it's also... I mean, we don't know what's happened to these people or these kids. It hasn't been confirmed that they're actually... Disappearing. Right. They're just... They're just gone right now. Maybe they're runaways or something. Right. Okay. Uh, Very any, weird. Anything you guys wanted to hit on on the barbecue before we get out of here that we didn't talk about? I, I don't think so. I, I just think that while people were a little disappointed, I I don't know, maybe the expectations were a little too high. I, I do think that there's been a... It's kind of what we talked about earlier, just a, kind of a shift in not mess, maybe not mentality. I mean, they would have loved for to get five kids in there and they all commit. Well, you do but, what you do when you can do it. I mean, yeah. if they would have had uncommitted guys in there that they offered, then they 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 would have used that weekend to you know put some pressure on those guys. But yeah. they just didn't have those guys in there. I mean, they can do whatever they. I mean, they they can use it for whatever they want. I mean, it's just good to have. I think. No, oh, yeah. I mean, I would. I definitely don't think that the events of last weekend would be a reason for you not to ever have something like that again. Like we've said, I mean, it's. To me, it's all about momentum yeah. and keeping that momentum continue. so guys aren't getting bored and starting to look around. And The next best thing they can do is go run off a bunch of wins the yeah, next agreed. five months. That's the best thing That's they can a, do in and recruiting. And play some defense. Play some defense. Uh, you know, I, depending on, I guess, quote-unquote, who the quarterback is. When I guess Murray's named the starter. will yeah. That's kind of the next step of the season. As far as ironing out actual he position has a lot battles, of hair, and, so I'm not really actually both of them have a lot of hair, so I'm not really worried about either one of them. He's going to be wearing for, a uh, can't say the same for Taylor. He's going to be wearing a do rag. Do you even be call it that anymore? I don't know. I guess a head headband. Is do rag spelled D U R A G? That's how I spelled it. When did you did you write a story with do rag in it? <laughs> not recently. N- not okay. not as a journalist. No. I oh, okay. D O O. Slash R-A-G. Is that wrong? It's too close to poo rag. Yeah. But do rag, D-U-R-A-G, looks like it's Durg. a Soviet Union Looks spelling. like Durg. Yeah. Like it should be like in the weird hmm. font or whatever. It's going to be hard for to find another a more swagged out quarterback than Kyler Murray. 
Yeah, he might. Uh, he wears a football uniform very well. He's going to have some. He's going to have the the. I wouldn't say flashiest, but he's going to have the most clean Jordan cleats possible. I would imagine so. Like he's more of a not he he is flash as being clean. I would, I would agree with that. By the way, did did you guys like the uh, Trey Young Audi? Mm. I probably would have gone something else. But that's just personal preference probably. But I mean with the gun metal or whatever that was. Yeah, that I thought that was pretty tight. Okay. Not bad. You're hey. saying different type of car maybe. I probably go Range Rover. But that's just me. Those break down. Do they? It's the third. Unless they want to be a sponsor. It's the third car since he's uh, been drafted. He bought his mom a car, and he just bought his sister one. Well, my thought was, well, you've got to ship that to Atlanta. Don't drive that to Atlanta. You get chips on it. Oh, I there's. I would think that there's very little chance that car gets driven to Atlanta. Yeah, you got to. You're shipping that. You're shipping that for sure. Uh, okay, I'm. I'm trying to think of just any last minute things, which is terrible of me to do. But practices start. Oh, I know one thing I wanted to bring up. Okay, so Josh, you talked about this a little bit on the boards. Uh, but everybody was kind of down on the Carter thing. But I think, you know, going into the weekend, everybody thought, well, that's okay. If he doesn't choose, then there's other guys that they're ready to swoop in on that they might like just as much or more. But Josh, you were kind of hitting on the board this week that maybe they don't, you know, they won't even go corner now, that maybe they'll look in a different direction. Yeah, you know, last week I had heard, when we started to hear the good things about Isaiah Rutherford that I think I even might have touched on in the podcast, it was right around that time in the week is when I started to hear them, so I'm not sure. But I had started to hear some talk there, and so I went and, you know, kind of checked, and it sounded like, well, Carter's the priority, but if, if that doesn't work out, then then Rutherford might be the way we go. Well, when the Carter thing went down on Saturday, I kind of went back and checked some more, and it sounded like, it just sounded like we like Rutherford, but maybe Oklahoma's not ready to push in on him and say, okay, we're going to take him and then put ourselves in a numbers crunch you know, to take another safety because they have to have another safety. That's just They know that, that that's part of the game. I don't know that they want to take another corner right now at the cost of having maybe another linebacker or an offensive tackle or something like that. So I think that's what it's going to come down to. But it looks uh, – there's no – I mean, for people out there wondering – there will be another safety in this class. Like, just flat out, that's going to happen because they need it for numbers. Um, they offered Peyton Powell earlier this week, who I know Bob and I have both talked to a little bit. Uh, definitely has some interest. Bob might be able to expand on that a little bit more. But um, a, a guy that definitely likes Oklahoma. And, I, you know, there are some other names that are still coming out. I know they've reached out to a guy that Scoot mentioned last week uh, in Noah Pola Gates from, uh, from Arizona. Uh, a guy that I love on tape, really just, I didn't know anything about him, came across his tape. He's, he's a big time player. So the, there's, there's going to be more names come up. And I, you also, you know, guys like Jalen Catalan is still absolutely going to be involved. Uh, Brendan Gant from Florida is worth remembering. So there, there are some names to keep an eye on. And I think Oklahoma will be fine. They'll get a good safety, but who that will be is absolutely still very much in the air. Uh, anything, uh, Bob, that you wanted to wrap up with recruiting-wise before we get out of here? I'll be going to Millwood's midnight practice Sunday. Go look at Marcus Major. Bob asked if uh, he should go cover Trey Young's pool party. Not cover. I said, we're not going. <laughs> no way. 
I just and, want Bob there with like zinc oxide on his nose. And it's and, eight o'clock at night. Now your your oh. wife your wife uh, I think I don't know if I can say this. Um, but you're gonna if you're gonna get mad at me for saying. But she takes care of of kids, right? I mean, like they are best friends. Nanny with, or yeah, with, okay. There's best friends with Trey's younger brother. That's why we would go. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but but it might be really weird. I have no idea. See, I just yeah, I don't. I don't Kids at the swim park. I mean, like, I know. I, I, know. I, I think you're. I guess older people go to Wet and Wild, or what is it called? What's the park and what's the Whitewater? Whitewater. Yeah, I think it's Wet and Wild in Arlington. Yep, it uh, is. But like, I guess like they have like singles night still at like it. It. Uh, what's the stupid water park again? Whitewater. Whitewater. Yeah, I don't know why I can't remember Whitewater because <laughs> it's a very forgettable place but like that seems to me to be creepy like if you're yes. like in your 40s and you're going to whitewater trying to meet people and there's little kids there in swimming suits like that's no i think the police should shut I think that mo- down i think most people like that probably have a court order that can't <laughs> can't be going to stuff like that yeah so you're saying that's probably not a same very reason why diet. yeah same reason why they sent in an application to be an ice cream man and didn't never got but anything I, bad you can buy alcohol at whitewater yeah. i think mm- can God that blows my mind. This event is White, totally framed is as a back to school event because he's giving away school supplies and Adidas backpacks. But I, you just have a feeling there's going to be like fangirls coming. Too well, I saw somebody was asking if they so come a, over from Arkansas. Yeah, you stuff. can. You, it's free to I, I anybody. Think it's a local media's like TV news dream. No, I don't think I don't. Oh, oh, God, no! It's the easiest thing. Little kids in swimming suits. You're not. You're not going to get B-roll of kids in swimming suits. But you will. They're going to be in the background. That's that eats. They eat that shit up. It's the whole thing is creepy to me. Having the event, everything. I mean, he's giving back to the community, giving back to kids. But he also charges kids to take pictures with him. It's called capitalism. It's called Audi number two. All right. So there, I crapped on Trey Young. If you're keeping score, Eddie. Yeah, we are keeping score. I mean, I had to get a new piece of paper out. The list is so long. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to stop crapping on people. I'm going to get out of here. So is Eddie and Bob and and Josh. Eddie's got to go wait for the cable man. Yep. That godforsaken ritual. The Seinfeld. Uh, by the way, uh, by the time we talk to you next week, we'll have seen parts of a practice, and we'll have had three media opportunities. So get your get 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 uh, your your iPods ready or your your iPhones or whatever, because uh, we'll have a lot of audio and stuff from practice going on. Uh, we're gonna talk to Lincoln Riley Friday this week. Uh, then we'll have offensive and defensive players. Uh, Monday and Tuesday next week. So uh, when we do the podcast this week again, uh, this time again next week, it's going to be full swing, full fall camp, baby. So uh, looking forward to that. And thanks to Josh, thanks to Eddie, thanks to Bob. Uh, we'll we'll have a big announcement here soon uh, that we're going to release, and that will include a new intro as well. And Bob, I promise, will be included on that intro here very soon. So, until next time, thanks for listening to the Unofficial 40. Go uh, check us out on iTunes. Go rate us. Uh, If you're going to be a bitch and give us a one-star, 
leave a review. That's the, what's pissing me off now. Is we've had a couple of people leave a one or two stars, and they never leave a review. So yeah, at least take a shot at one of us. Yeah, no kidding. It. Tell me, tell do what most people do. Say I hate Carrie. Uh, so anyway, go go I rate us that. on iTunes. <laughs> Uh, Josh, thank you. If you, you have anything else you want to say, <laughs> oh, I, I, only thing I, I realized we didn't even talk about it. I will be at Stacy Wilkins's announcement on oh, yeah. Friday in Arkansas, okay. so we will we'll have that covered with video. We're going to speak to Stacy afterward. All the good stuff. Does that mean we ain't getting no scoop? You'll get scoop and you'll like it. Damn it! <laughs> that wasn't a redneck voice, by the way. That was angry subscriber. So I don't want to. I don't want to hear your. It's the I don't, first. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with your cancel. Complaints, all right? It's the first Friday of the month. Gotta have those commitment predictions. I was going to say, that's the only thing anybody cares about on that scoop. They, they just want to know what, what we think is going to happen. So, Well, you've pretty much given away what's going to happen since you're driving all the way to Arkansas. I've given away nothing. I'm just <laughs> covering the event. I will not confirm nor deny Arkansas site's presence at the uh, at the event. So we'll just go from there. You know, we're going to see what Stacy has to say. You'll probably just jinx it like we did with Jacob Phillips. Yeah, uh, us going into SEC territory hasn't worked out awesome for Oklahoma. Jerry and Jones. Yeah, yeah. That, I really it. love that I made that drive. Yeah, just don't live stream it like we did. <laughs> it was good at the time. Didn't Eddie have a parting shot? Eddie had something he was saving for the end of the show, didn't he? Oh, it was about the no, Iowa. No, it was just stuff. about the Iowa missing person. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, sorry. I've delayed the end long enough then. All right. Thanks, Yell Talker. We'll see you guys next week back here on the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.